Hey gamers, this is Joe from What I'm Playing Now, and I have episode 108 of the podcast that was originally recorded on March 23rd of 2016. Some of the games I played for the week, I played some Valeria Card Kingdoms and talked about this game extensively and gave my final pretty much review of the game. I played some Portal Knights on the PC, which is a nice little Minecraft type of game, as well as some Cities Skylines, which is a game that I've been wanting to play for quite a while. I also talked about a few of the games I want to play. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the games. This is Joe Luzzi from What I'm Playing Now. Welcome to episode 108 of the What I'm Playing Now podcast. Hey, everybody, send me some emails. Let me know what you're playing now. You can send those emails to what I'm playing now at gmail.com. You can join our guild on Boardgame Geek. Just do a search for What I'm Playing Now under the guild section or look for our guild as number 2440. That's 2440. On Twitter, just follow us at What I'm Playing Now. Don't forget to drop the G, like I always say. On Facebook, just do a search for What I'm Playing Now. Our Google Plus page is plus.google.com slash the plus sign, What I'm Playing Now podcast. And then, of course, our Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash What I'm Playing Now. All right, let's jump over to what I've been playing for the past week. And I'm going to talk quite a bit this week about Valeria Card Kingdoms and then get into a couple of video games that I played this week. I didn't get to play too, too many games because I was on call for work this past week, so my game time was extremely limited, but I tried to get in some gaming when I could, so let's jump into what I played. All right, Valeria Card Kingdoms. I talked about this game a couple of weeks ago. I said that I was going to be doing a better review of the game and talking about it a little bit more after I had gotten a few more plays under my belt. I wanted to play a few more solo plays as well, and I, I kind of just wanted to give a Pretty much just a better review of the game overall. So now that I've gotten it played quite a bit, um, let's go into, let's talk over some setup real quick, and then we're going to get into basically how the game is played and then what my thoughts are. So setup of the game is actually very easy. You're going to set up a row of monsters. There are going to be five different columns that you're going to create. Each monster stack is going to contain five monster cards. There's going to be an extra one in the box included for a five-player game. Your citizens are going to be your next two rows. The citizens are going to be laid out in numerical order with one citizen type per activation number. And there's going to be five citizen cards in each of those stacks as well. You're going to take the domain cards and shuffle those up. You're going to deal two domain cards face down per column and then one face up. So you're going to have basically th five piles of three cards, the top one being face up. And there should also be a stack of exhausted cards that you're going to set. Um, we normally just set them up next to the monster, the monster um, row there. And that's going to be equal to double the number of players. So if you have two players, you're going to have four exhausted cards, etc., etc. for each of those. Uh, each player is going to start with a reference card that you're going to give them as well as two gold and one and one magic token you're going to shuffle the duke cards and deal two duke cards out to each player with one being selected and the other going back into the box first player is going to be randomly chosen and given the first player token which never really moves around as really the only time that first player token comes into play is going to be at the end of the game basically to see once the end game conditions are met who's going to get any additional kind of turns during that round as everyone is going to get the same amount of turns. So if you're playing a four player game and the second player is the one who actually ends the game, the third and fourth player are going to get turns as well before it gets back to that first player in which time the game will end and scores will be tallied. And basically once you do all this, you're ready to play the game. So setup of the game is actually fairly easy right now. I could see as more cards get introduced into this game that it could actually take a little bit longer as you try to figure out what type of 
of cards you want to use as far as the monster decks, as far as all your citizens. Adding in dukes and domain cards from the expansions are going to make those a little bit larger as well, but pretty much those two types of cards are very easy to actually figure out what they're going to be in the game. I also found out on BoardGameGeek that there was an app that one of the users created that I downloaded and put onto my phone, and it basically just randomizes the monsters and citizens for you. It actually lets you choose if you want to use one of the expansions, the Undead Samurai expansion as well. It will include those cards possibly in its random choice. That's a pretty cool little app. I like those types of apps um, on my phone because it's sometimes it's easy to just hit the button and then just look in the box and pull everything out rather than trying to say, okay, well, let's pick this and this and try to play with that. So a couple other options you have if you're looking looking for something, look under files under the board game geek section for Valeria and you'll find that there. But let's get into how you play the game. So the game is basically played in several phases. There's a roll phase, a harvest phase, an action phase, and then basically the end phase, which kind of basically just looks to make sure that if any end game conditions are met. So during the roll phase, as the phase kind of states here, the active player is going to roll both dice. Each die, as well as the sum of the dice, are going to activate citizens during the harvest phase, and that is pretty much the whole of the roll phase, is basically just rolling the dice. Now, during the harvest phase is when a lot of activity is going to take place. What you are going to do is players will accumulate tokens by activating the left side of the citizen cards that are in front of them in their tableau based on the dice rolled. Um, and like I said, you're going to basically look at the dice. You're going If a 2 and a 3 were rolled, you're going to activate cards that have a 2 on it, a 3 on it, and then as well as the sum of the, car, the dice, a 5 as well. So you're going to do that for every time the, card, the dice are rolled. So now while everybody else at the table is activating from the right side of the cards, the player who rolled the dice are going to basically look at the left side of the citizen cards, and that's what they are going to get the resources from there. So basically once everybody has taken their appropriate resources, source tokens, uh, the active player will then take two actions during their action phase. Some of the actions that can be played are they can slay a monster, recruit a citizen, gain a resource, or build a, do a domain. To slay a monster, the active player is basically going to just pay the cost of a creature that's kind of like in the middle left side of the card. And keep in mind that magic, the blue tokens are wild. They can be used to pay costs here, but uh, you need to remember that if you're slaying a monster and you are supposed to be using strength, that you must pay at least one strength token when paying this cost. So if you have a monster that's strength of a three to basically defeat him, you can use one red strength token as well as two blues to pay that total three cost. Uh, after you defeat the monster, you're going to get the reward that is at the bottom of the card for slaying the monster. If it is the final monster in the deck, which is basically the boss monster, you're going to get a very nice reward in that normally you will get to kind of multiply whatever the reward is. Let's say it's two gold times the number of monsters you've beaten from that particular locale. So that's something to keep in mind. So if you can get maybe three of the different monsters in an actual uh, monster deck and you can slay and you can maybe make two or three gold you know you would just multiply that by how many monsters you have and you will include the boss monster in that calculation as well that's something very good to know that we didn't know the first time we actually played uh, now if you want to recruit a citizen on your turn what you're going to need to do is you're going to need to pay the cost that's in the middle left of the card and keep in mind the plus sign is going to require you to pay an additional gold for each citizen of this type that you already have in your tableau in front of you now once again as I stated with the monsters 
magic can be used to assist in the payment, but at least one gold must be used in the paying of the cost here. So if you have a citizen that is a cost of three plus, if you have none of those citizens in front of you, you can use one gold and two magic to pay for that to obtain that citizen and then put him in front of you in your tableau. If you want to gain a resource during your turn, you basically just take one resource from the bank and that is pretty much it. Um, and this can be done with both of your actions. I don't know if I've actually ever seen anybody do this. Um, maybe somebody has, but I don't think anybody's actually done that. I mean, usually somebody will at least maybe take this once, but then usually kill one lower level monster or at least buy one citizen or something. Uh, now, if you want to build a domain, you're going to have to make sure that when you're looking at the domain card in the upper right hand corner of the card, that you have citizens that match the symbols that are in this upper right hand corner of the card. So if there's like um, a helmet and like a thief or an assassin symbol there. Um, you need to make sure you have one of each of those in your one of the, those cards in front of you. And keep in mind that your starting peasant and knight have no symbols on them. So they are pretty much not usable in this sort of calculation or to basically make, since they don't have the symbols on them, they don't count for anything in this regard. So once you make sure that you can actually purchase the card, you then have to pay the cost that's on the left-hand side of the card. Once again, you need to at least pay one gold and the rest can be in blue magic token. Uh, some cards are going to offer you an immediate reward, while others are kind of going to pay out during various times during the game, either on your turn or, you know, you kind of just have to read what the card does and what it says. Some cards, like I said, will activate kind of immediately. Others will activate maybe at the beginning of your harvest phase or the beginning of your action phase or something. So just read each card appropriately and it pretty much kind of tells you exactly what you need to do. After you have the action phase, it's going to take you into the end phase where you're basically looking for endgame conditions, like I stated earlier. And the endgame conditions are going to be if all the monsters have been slain, if all the domains have been built, or if all of the exhausted cards have been placed into the center of the table. Now, once the game ends, like I said before, everybody's going to make sure that they get the same amount of turns. Uh, you can then add up your score and basically see who has the most victory points. And that is basically the setup as well as the game phases and playthrough of the game Valeria Card Kingdoms. But let's actually talk about the game, and I have actually really been enjoying this game. Um, I've played several solo games. I've played games with two, three, and four players. I believe we've actually gone through and we've tried all of the in-game suggested setups that they had in the book, um, as well as basically adding both expansions uh, that are currently out to our gameplay. We've played um, with the Mixed Citizen variant, which is in the rulebook as well. This is probably my favorite way to play the game so far. I really enjoy this Mixed Citizen variant. I think it's just a very interesting idea that you're kind of just shuffling up. If you have multiple cards that are numbered five or six, you know, you're just shuffling up all the fives and then dealing out five cards into the center. The top one is face up. I believe the rest are face down then. And then once somebody takes one, you flip the next one over. So you, if you're going for a particular type of card, it may not be available every turn when the when you know when the dice come around to you to see if you can use that as an action to purchase one of those cards so it definitely changes things up there's a lot that I have out in the fact that I created in um, on board game geek so if you do have any initial questions in playing through the game most of the questions that we had when playing through I have pretty much compiled answers from the designer and the publisher in that fact so I pretty much can't think of any other questions outside of the ones that we have there that I've actually updated a, a question that I had recently um, that are in the facts so, and I've, I've been trying to keep an eye on the forums to see if anybody's asking any type of new questions that um, haven't been answered or really, you know, need to get added to the fact. And I think pretty much we are up to date with that. 
So, so far I can say I really enjoy the strategy of kind of compiling the right cards and expanding your citizens and then trying to build out your domains throughout the game and kind of watching them pay off, you know, as, you, as it comes around to your turn and just being able to utilize the domains when you can. Um, the Duke cards, like I mentioned in an earlier podcast, they really remind me of the cards from Lords of Waterdeep. And it really seems like there's kind of a good mix of them in the game. And it really makes you think as to what cards you need to take while you're playing the game, as well as what type of strategy you want to go for, because each Duke does just offer something a little different. So you need to pay attention to what type of citizens you want to, you want to go after, what type of monsters you're going to try to possibly go after, and how that can just maximize your endgame scoring for points that you get at the end of the game. As with your Duke, that is probably going to be one way that you can get quite a few of your points at the end of the games. Um, like I said, we played with the expansion. Both of the expansions that are out also expand the game nicely. They're smaller expansions. I can't wait to see maybe a little bit bigger of an expansion come out. Uh, when we played with the Undead Samurai set, it was really interesting twist to see how those Undead Samurai cards kind of came into play once that card, um, which was the Undead Samurai card, which is kind of like an event, was actually brought into play and kind of how we dealt with them. Um, and I, I'm, I can kind of see this game getting to the table quite a bit here for me, and it's one that I'm going to be bringing down to my board game group to play probably for the next, you know, for the the next several playings I can see at least I'm really having a good time with it and really can't wait to see some new things come out for the game but really enjoy this game if you haven't had a chance to play Valeria Card Kingdom definitely definitely check this one out get this one to the table as I can guarantee you that you will you will definitely like this game it's it's just got a very good mix of everything that I like in a game right now so that's it for Valeria let's jump over to a couple of video games that I played for the week I spent quite a bit of time playing Portal Knights, which I believe I had discussed a little bit last week. Portal Knights is similar to in the vein of Minecraft. And I can pretty much say, I think I've pretty much finished Portal Knights. I, I've hit max level. I think I have all of the achievements through Steam, all but two, I think, right now, two or three. And I think the ones that I'm missing, I don't think I'm ever going to even try to achieve. I think one is basically putting a workbench in all of the different 44 worlds that are in the game which I really have no interest in doing just to unlock that achievement. That's kind of just seems like a waste of time. Uh, the other is to actually break through 50 some thousand blocks. And after finishing the game, I was only around 20,000. I don't even feel like setting up a macro or anything to do that, to get that one. That just seems like a waste of time as well. I can't think if there's another one or not. I think that was pretty much the only two I needed, but I had a pretty good time with the game. Um, the, for the $15 that I paid for it, it gave me, you know, a good 40 hours over the past couple of weeks of playthrough and hitting level 30. I believe they are coming out with an expansion sometime this week i believe they're updating it for easter they're calling it the easter update which is kind of interesting that they're putting an easter update in where you can actually go for an easter egg hunt and one of the first things you could actually accumulate within the game from defeating all the boss mobs was a random drop for a bunny outfit which i actually put together which was another one of the the achievements that you could get for the game was to actually unlock the bunny outfit and then eat a carrot while wearing it which i thought was kind of funny uh and i, I kind of thought just thought it was interesting that they're now adding in the easter egg hunt considering the bunny was in there from the beginning i'm not too sure why they just didn't release that all at one time considering they, they released the game maybe not even a month before easter but i i may revisit this game again as the development goes on it is an early access still so like i said you're maxed at level 30 which isn't which didn't take that long to get to i think from level 29 to 30 i think it took me about an hour to grind that level out when i was just playing solo i actually might have taken me a little longer than i needed because i was still trying to get the drop from the bunny outfit 
And to get those scrolls, which you can learn then to craft it, you get the first scroll piece from fighting the kind of like test dummy that's in your starting world. And then it is a random drop from all of the different boss monsters for the next three boss monsters that are in the game. So I believe some of the boss monsters I had to probably fight 15 to 20 times to actually get this random drop, which I thought was a little ridiculous. I believe the final one probably maybe took me not even seven to 10 before I got it off the final boss, which was a lot nicer considering it took me a little bit longer to kill that final boss than it was the earlier ones but I was I, it was just a little too random for me as far as the drops coming down and sometimes depending on where you would kill the monster sometimes the scrolls would bounce and they would bounce off the platform and you really couldn't get them because they would just fall into space so there were times where I was like oh did a scroll that I really wanted just kind of fall off into the nothingness here and I was just never going to be able to get to it so that kind of disappointed me a little bit but with it being an early access they still have some balancing things I think in the game I believe for farming one of the things they need to do is cut back on farming resources you get when you're actually collecting all of your resources so if you plant 20 um, tree seeds it seems like you know 20 trees every time you cut a tree down you're getting at least one seed possibly more and to me that just seems like it sh that should be a little maybe you should only get 50% of the seeds back from planting um you know if i planted 20 seeds maybe i should only get 10 seeds back i shouldn't get maybe 25 seeds so i think they got some balancing things in the game still the game when you're playing with multiplayer one of my buddies walt i think i had talked about this last week we were able to level him up, level him up very quickly we just kind of did that several times actually during the weekend to just get him up a little higher so he could get closer to the end game but i think i think they really need to balance out the experience that you're receiving when you're doing multiplayer a little bit because it just seems like it's like it's an awfully large amount that is going between you know the two players i think everybody's both players are just getting the same amount from what i can tell it doesn't seem like it's being split in any sort of way so i could be wrong with that but that's what our take was on it and that's what it kind of looked like so i mean I'll, I'll visit the game a little bit every now and then but i definitely kind of want to get back into some other games especially the witcher 3 but one of the other games i had picked up last week that was on sale and i believe is still on sale in a couple of different places right now is a little game called city skylines this is a game similar to sim city i had picked up sim city originally when it was released a couple of years ago it was like a day one purchase for me and i can kick myself for doing that because back then SimCity was just a just a bloody hot mess it was just horrible the game ran like crap the online the always online component to it just was horrible we i had um actually some friends from work that we were trying to play the game with and none of us lasted too long with that game and none of us put too many hours into it which just wasn't what we wanted to wasn't what we wanted from a SimCity game at the time and i had heard a lot of really good things about city skylines and when i saw it was on sale this past week i said let me grab this that's a really good sale i think it was like 60 percent off i really couldn't pass that one up so i grabbed that i played that for several hours over the weekend i'd like to actually sit down and maybe read through the the rule book a little bit because there are some differing things in that that sim city didn't have into it especially when it comes to some of the different provinces and some of the different ways you can actually divide up your cities which i thought was kind of interesting gonna have to get into that game a little bit more before i talk about it too much more but so far from what i've seen i kind of like city skylines i think a little bit more than I originally like SimCity so I kind of really want to get into that one a little bit more but that was pretty much pretty much most of the games I played for the week like I said I was on call this past week and I had to work through through the weekend some so I really didn't get as much time to game as I wanted to I've been working a little bit with a camera I got a new lavalier mic and playing around with different audio and trying to get some videos created so hopefully I'm going to be able to get to that soon and I know I've been talking about that for a while but until I actually got the lavalier mic 
mic. I really didn't like the way the audio was coming through using my mic that I use for podcasting or just using the mic that was on the camera. I kind of wanted the audio to just sound a little bit better than that at first. So that's why I've kind of been putting off actually releasing any videos like that. Plus, I was kind of hoping my wife would be able to be in the videos as well as being maybe doing some two player games. But for right now, it looks like I will probably have to do some solo stuff by myself. So look for those in the future, hopefully coming up soon. But let's jump over to what I want to play now. So a few of the games that I want to play, one of the games that I will probably be picking up on Friday once I get home from work will be Trackmania Turbo. Yes, I am a Closet Trackmania fan. I will say that I really enjoy Trackmania 2. I have pretty much, I think, all of the versions of Trackmania 2 that were released. I somehow got into this game from listening to the guys at Giant Bomb and got turned onto it, and I just really like it. It's a really fun racing game. I've played, been playing a little bit with Project Cars still here and there, but Trackmania is just a completely arcade-style racer, and it's just crazy with some of the different tracks and all the different things you can do with it. I actually watched some gameplay of Trackmania Turbo, which actually came out on the PS4 and the Xbox One this past Tuesday, so I believe yesterday it was actually released. It's not coming out on PC, I think, until tomorrow, so I'm probably not going to be able to purchase it, like I said, until Friday after I get home from work, because I will be going down to the game store tomorrow after work and actually playing board games. So Trackmania Turbo, I will probably be able to talk about a little bit next week then there's another little game on steam which i hope will be there soon this is also is another game that's exclusively on ps4 i don't know what's up with the console stuff right now i've been playing more pc stuff lately guys come on release the stuff on the pcs um salt and sanctuary this is kind of like a 2d version of like bloodborne or the dark souls games i'm kind of interested in playing this one this one looks really good it's supposed to be really tough kind of can't wait to see what that one looks like some of the video i've seen in this one has a really unique art style to it and the gameplay looks like it's just really tough being a 2d style based on that type of game from from software which i really enjoy um stardew valley is another one that i've been holding off purchasing it's another only 15 dollars game it's one that i keep seeing and hearing about reviews that just the game just looks really cool i've never really played a game probably like this one before i kind of just want to give it a shot but it's gonna have to wait probably a few weeks until i'm done with trackmania turbo and get that out of my system and then board game wise one of the games that i want to play i'd like to maybe get blood rage to the table already it's a game my wife got me for Christmas. We haven't had a chance to sit down and play it. I know there's um, one of my friends down at the game store. He has it. We're thinking about maybe getting a game going on some Thursday. So maybe in the next couple Thursdays, I will actually have a play of Blood Rage under my belt because it still seems like this game is super hot and it actually seems like it's extremely hard to get right now. It seems like it is sold out everywhere. So that's another reason why I kind of want to get it played already because I want to see what all the hype is about this game. I mean, and it's, I keep hearing really good things about it. So I know when I was watching some of the board game geek um, talks that they were having at the Gamma Trade Show when they were actually talking to Eric Lang, and he basically said when he was done with Blood Rage how he was kind of just throwing away all the other game ideas that he had because Blood Rage was just so good, and when I keep hearing things like that, it just makes me want to play the game that much more, and I just need to sit down and start reading the rules already and just learn how to play it and then try to get through a couple games of it, so. All right, those are the games I played for the week as well as a few of the games that I want to play, and I think that's going to be it for this podcast, everybody. Hey, thanks for joining me. As always, send me some email. Let me know what you're playing now. Send the email to what I'm playing now at gmail.com. Don't forget to look for our guild on Board Game Geek. Do a search for what I'm playing now, or our guild number is 2440. You will find us there. I'm posting several different posting topics about different games that I'm playing on Twitter. You can follow me at what I'm playing now. Don't forget to drop the G on Facebook. Just do a search for what I'm playing now. Our Google Plus page is plus.google.com slash the plus sign what I'm playing now podcast. And then, of course, our Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining me for another week of gaming. I will be back next 
next week with hopefully a lot more board games played as well as a few video games played in there as well. I know one's going to be Trackmania Turbo, so come back and join me next week for another episode of the What I'm Playing Now podcast, but you know what to do. Go play some games and then don't forget to let me know what you're playing now. Thanks for joining me this week, everybody. Have a great week, and I'll see you later. Bye-bye.